Welcome back to the Takes Hoteliers podcast presented by the official sports place. My name is Tom Hauser and alongside my co-host, Nathaniel Yates. Howdy. And our other co-host, Caden Cooley. How's it going? It's good to be back, guys. Good to be Sorry, back. We, we took a little bit of a hiatus. We had some personal life things going on and then, you know, final season wrapping up. We are college students, you know. We have lives that, I'm sorry guys, but it's not all you. We yeah. think about <laughs> yeah. you every day and we love all of you, but we just we just had some other stuff going on. I love on. all of you way too much. Yes, it looks like butthole, okay? Don't roast me, okay? And for those who are listening on video, or not video, audio, then you don't have to worry about this. But I just, you know, let's address it. Ha ha ha, oh my god, his hair looks so bad. Okay, let's move on with our lives, okay? Can they be adults? Yes, I'm filming this on my phone while I'm editing. I don't care. Just, let's move on. And I think about you guys when I go to sleep and when I wake up. But I had some finals, so you know what? Yeah. My, our bad. Fun we stuff. had a good excuse. Like, but you know careers. What? It's summer now. But now it's the summer. It's summer. Welcome to the summer of the Takes Look Hit Tailgaters podcast. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a good one. we got a lot of stuff planned for y'all. And so yeah, let's get into it. We got a great episode today. We got best of this week, weekly winners, the NBA play-in. My Pacers are the best team in the league right now. <laughs> yeah. You can no one can tell me different. Better than the Nets confirmed. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh my god, we would smoke the Nets right now. <laughs> wow, that sorry, was, that was a lot to say. Off, off to just uh, hot then start. we got some NBA playoff predictions and bullies bets. Then we got our final NBA awards, and then some NFL schedule release news, and kind of take a deep dive into that. So, to start it off, Bully, what's the best thing you saw this week? Uh, my best thing of this week was a lot of people's best thing they saw this week. It was Tim Tebow to the Jacksonville Jaguars, not as your starting quarterback, but as your tight end. Um, Interesting. Urban Meyer was his head coach in college, so you know you got the connection there. Yes. Uh, Tim Tebow was wanting to make a comeback in sports for a while. Obviously, he was with the Mets, with their um, <clears throat> one of their lower league teams. He actually was pretty close to making their yeah, active he got roster. Got AAA. Yeah. So I mean, he's still pretty a good impressive. athlete. Um, this was definitely a surprise to say the least. Um, I don't know if anybody had a Tim Tebow comeback on their radar this year. Definitely but came out of I don't know, field. People have been kind of like hating on it. It's like. I'm actually kind of a fan of this move. One, I already know Tim oh, Tebow. Yeah. Tim Tebow is already like the best locker room guy ever. Tebow mania. Like, tell me that that dude will not like sell his arm for a W. So there's that already. I think he does. Like, I know like it's a whole cliche. Like, oh, he's such a great leader. I mean, look at his years at Florida. But no, I mean, I think he does have some leadership quality, and he just really wants to win. And he's a vet. Also, he's a vet. Tito is still a built dude, and I know he's probably going to be a decently fired tight He's athletic as hell. I even told Talon, I was like, guess what, guys? He might not even make the roster, so it's like, why not? Just see what the dude has. Yeah, just like kicking if, the tires if he happens to be a great tight end, it would not shock me. And then if he's not good, just cut him. Yep. Boom. So I saw this in a comment section on Instagram this week, so sorry for whoever I forgot to shout out for this, but they said if there's a Trevor Lawrence to Tim Tebow touchdown, you're just going to have to turn off ESPN, delete Instagram Oh, for I a saw week. that. Dude, no, that is yeah, fast. No, that, ESPN's going to just no, that would have be. a seven-day orgasm over that. Uh, I will say, I don't like it as much as you guys. I, I get what you're saying. Like At the end of the day, it's not like... if This is definitely like if he gets cut or whatever, it's going to wash away and it's not going to be that big of a deal. It does feel a little like... This organization was going in a very like professional way. It just, it just feels like you've had a lot of momentum and building a franchise, and it just kind of feels like a 
like it just feels like you're trying to kickstart something great and signing Tim Tebow is kind of collegiate it's kind of minor league baseball you know actually you know like you said I, the other yesterday signing I, Tim Tebow but signing like a seven foot tall player to sell tickets I get what you're saying but I actually disagree um like yeah, it's like Urban just getting one of his guys, but also like his mindset. I mean, dude, have you ever heard Tim Tebow no, say anything? No, it literally is all about winning. He's, and, and he's a great guy. Like he's never said anything. Wrong. I know the culture there is awful. So it's you know just, what? Bring some new culture. It's a weird tone. It's it's just the timing of it. It's Urban Meyer just stepped his foot into the door. It's yeah, a it's a coach. weird time to start setting the tone like that. And we've seen reports that. The coach, some of, not all, and this, I mean, this could be, you know, like any report could be over-exaggerated, but I've seen reports that some Jaguars coaching staff didn't like the idea. Well, those co- those coaches are ass anyway, so. That's true. They're not Urban Meyer. And so, Urban Meyer gets the reason they went 1-15. in 15. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know. They it, beat us. Oh, my God, dude. They, <laughs> yeah, they beat you guys. <laughs> I, think, I think about that a lot. We would have won the division if we won that game. I think about my... A parlay Yikes. that would have hit the first week, but Talon told me, "Oh no, the Colts are going to cover." Well, and hey, you know Jaguars what? They won. went one in fifteen, so. so I mean, I'm not that mad about it. It's just Colts I couldn't get. I it remember done. a Jaguars Twitter post that said, "Off to a good start. Can't wait for the next dub." After <laughs> that, and they didn't get one. Well, they got Trevor Lawrence. That was the next. I dub, mean, honestly, the like, next dub was draft. Yeah, it yeah. could not have been any <laughs> like better. eight months away though. Um. Oh no. I mean, look, I don't love the move, but like, like you guys said. If the worst comes to worst and Tim Tebow isn't that good of a tight end and they cut him, the story's going to wash away and it's not going to be that big of a deal. So, you, you got guys, a best of? I do have a best of. Um, Pete Carroll continues to be one of the funniest, just one of the funniest clip coaches in the league. He does hate his quarterback. He does hate, I mean, yeah, he's <laughs> hate his, fucking hate his quarterback, but goddamn it, if he isn't hilarious. One, with like the DK thing when he took off his shirt, uh, that was hilarious. And then now, I mean, dude, he's 69 years old and... We've had rookie mini camps for the NFL, which one has been great to see NFL players back into the stadiums or into like practice facilities. Facts. Um, it's just been great to no, like, uh, like that's actually facts. On a real note, no one talks about like this is gonna be the first normal off season in two years. Like, let's go. Like, it's like, dude, I I've missed this kind of stuff, and yeah. so I'm sure I'll have it up. Uh, but yeah, Pete Carroll. I don't know who the, the number eleven. I don't know who the rookie is, but dude, <laughs> Pete's trying to go for the. <laughs> Go for the strip, and yeah, just didn't really get it. But dude, he's moving pretty good for a sixty-nine man. Jesus Christ! I was about to say that dude's up there. He is. He's sixty-nine years old, and he's just out here getting destroyed by a a twenty-one-year-old athlete. Twenty-two, I don't know. Um, But good for Pete to at least you know he looks like he could coach for a while. Um, Hopefully, he doesn't piss off his star quarterback. So. All it takes, Pete. He, he might. It's all it takes. He, he's already done such a good job. Uh, so my best of this week is so funny. a football club from Netherlands. I, actually, let me confirm that. I, uh, Ajax. Uh, Ajax. I would have said Ajax. So power to. I'm you. pretty sure it's Ajax. Yeah, I would have said Ajax too. Uh, where are they from? Ajax program. I, I really. I. Oh. It was first approved in March of 1999. Shut up. Shut up. Mm. Okay. They're, yes. Yes. They're Dutch. Okay. They play in Amsterdam. Their logo awesome. is sick. No, yeah. They're like, I mean, I, I've heard of the club. I just wanted to make sure I knew their country. Um, 
they're like a powerhouse there, and we'll get to that later, actually. So they just want a chip, which, you know, dub. Winning chips is cool. Mm-hmm. But it what is. they did with the trophy is what the best <gasps> thing I saw Oh, is. my God, it was so cool. They melted the trophy down. Oh. They smelted it. Yep. Okay. okay. And what they did with it is they um, redesigned it and molded it into a bunch of little stars. And what they did is they sent it to their 42... Thousand season ticket holders. Dude. Wow, that's that is awesome. Okay, I'm also gonna go out on a limb and guess this is quite a successful club because I'm glad you I'm glad you sent that because I was curious about that too. Like, okay, like wow, um, that's a flex. <laughs> obviously, like if the Pacers want to chip, it'd be like our first one. So I hope they mm-hmm. wouldn't smelt the trophy. Yeah, right. Um, it's okay. This club has like 40 of these. Yep. Yep. Okay. That yeah. So makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. That is what a dub so thing to do with the trophy, dope, dude. Like you're a fan, and you can literally have a star. It was a star, right? Yeah, a, a star. star of the trophy, and you can always like that's such a souvenir, man. No, that, that, that is so sick. And sports fans, they love souvenirs. They love little knickknacks and stuff like that. And having a piece of the actual trophy, and there's only forty two thousand of those made. Yeah, that's so freaking cool. I mean, oh, that's all. That's honestly, that's Here a lot. In like ten for, years, I can't wait for collectors like, item. Oh yeah, I can't wait for the collectors item. Oh yeah, dude, it's gonna. If it was a shoe, PJ Tucker so would somehow get it. Yes. All right, so we're doing weekly winners now? Yes. Uh, my weekly winner is, um, let me go to it. His name is Luke Henman. And you're probably like, who the hell is Luke Henman? He's my favorite center. I don't know who Luke hockey. Henman is either, but it's going to be quite the trivia question here for any sports trivia guys. Luke Henman was the first player ever signed by the Seattle Kraken. Oh hey, uh, I just got I just got the day off work. <laughs> Let's go. Nice. Let's That's go. what we like to dude, hear. Dude, this this episode will be coming to you yes. guys even sooner. Can't wait for the Lakers said, to lose. Take, said take the day off due to weather. <laughs> I work outside. Let's go. Okay, sorry to interrupt you. That was, love a, that. Love that. That was a great dub. I dub just season, got. dub season. So anyway, the Seattle Kraken new expansion franchise, they signed their first player, Luke Henman. Nice. I don't know if he'll ever now. play. He might not even be a part of the roster, but first player in a new organization. I feel like that'd be so sick. Just like know that you're just automatically a part of history now and you didn't, you haven't even done anything. <laughs> That's def- that that is so it's such a unique situation. Yeah, like you'll you'll never find like like, like even if you never play, you're gonna tell your grandkids, yeah, I was the first ever player for the Seattle Kraken. Pretty sick. That, so that's yeah. my weekly winner. Congrats, Luke, and the on Seattle the Kraken. flex to your grandchildren, dude. Their 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 logos and their the expansion draft's gonna be lit. I can't wait to cover that. Oh, dude, It'll yeah. Be fun. Expansion drafts are the most interesting thing in sports. Oh, 100%. Like you're like okay, you can choose players to. Like keep <laughs> from your team, it's so it's weird. Like a weird a- Easter egg, huh? it's weird. Like, yeah. It's so anyway, that's my weekly winner. Congrats to Luke. Nice. My weekly winner job, is Luke. basketball fans because we get another chapter in LeBron versus Chef Curry. Yes, sir. Um, I don't really expect it to be like a great basketball game. Purely. I don't know, man. It could be. But no, 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 I'm just saying like fundamental team standpoint. But if you're talking about Curry, it's Curry versus the Lakers. That's where I'm going with this. Um, he's either going to have like yes. 20 points or 60 points. There's not going to be an in between. Sorry, guys. Um, but yeah, no. Look, anytime you get LeBron to play Curry, it's just some of the most watched basketball that oh, there's ever yeah. been. I, I think that t- this this game tonight is going to be the most watched game other than a finals game. Highest ratings for sure. It's I mean, and especially because it's the March. You know, 
it's not necessarily March Madness because whoever loses gets another game, but it's as close as you're going to get to it. Yeah. Um, and that's what we wanted when we saw LeBron go to the West. You're like, you know, anytime they would play, it would have to be in the finals. Now it's not. Now they can play in a playoff series, just in a play-in, but it's just another thing to add on. We haven't seen Lakers-LeBron versus Steph in the playoffs. And I'm really glad we're getting that because I just, you know, for we're all 19 like Steph Curry versus LeBron is our Larry Bird versus Magic. Like no, that's yeah, this, our this generation's is, greatest rivalry. Yes. And to see just any bit of continuation on that storybook is it, awesome. We love that. It's I cannot wait awesome. for the ESPN documentary that they're going to especially like, like out about this. <laughs> all it takes is for one moment of like LeBron blocking Steph Curry or Steph Curry shooting a three over LeBron for yeah, like a clutch basket. Yeah, you see one highlight, and it's just another huge moment. And yes. that like I really hope tonight's game is close. So what we're gonna do? Actually, I'll save it for the plane. We'll explain what we're going to do. Anyway, uh, I do want to add one more weekly winner. Sorry for this. This is kind of just a spare the moment. Sabrina and SQ. Oh, yeah. Dude. She popped oh, off. Oh, yeah. She Dude. popped off. Talk about it. Okay, so I'm an Indiana Fever fan this year. Ooh. You know, Getting in the WNBA. You know what? Because I love basketball. And you know what? We're mature. And you know what? I understand that I'm garbage basketball, and all those girls could kick my ass. <laughs> Damn right. That being said. You suck. We played Sabrina in our first game, and boy, it was not fun. We were up late, and she hit some dagger threes. Not cool. So anyway, I got to see her just go dicko mode on my team. <laughs> and then last night, she got the 10th um, triple-double. It was the 9th. Was it 9th? Yeah. I think, I think, Sorry to I, I think, one, I think they did one in the playoffs. So gotcha. I think like, it's the 9th. Yeah, I don't know. The, I've it's seen ninth in the regular season. Fact. 9th triple-double in WNBA history in the regular season. So... Oh my, and like the first, like, I think I saw another stat where, um, it was like, she's now the youngest player in the WNBA history to ever do it. And she did it in six games. It was her sixth game, dude. And it wasn't like a, like a Uh, 15, 10, 10. it was 26, 10 rebounds and 12 assists. Dude, she's, she dominated. She's a baller. So yeah, WNBA. Sabrina also my, Sabrina's really trying to carry the league, but all in all, I mean, Candace Parker only ever had one. Yeah, and Candace Parker and she's is like, like tall. Raw. Yeah, and she's and she like just really did hers good. in one what six games? Yeah, she did hers in six wow. games, dude. Like this could be a huge build. Like all it takes is for one player to just take over the league. And if oh, so, she's great for the game. Dude, she she oh, got she got one awesome. in six games. If she gets anything more than like five in her career, that's like all dude, time. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, she's gonna go down as the best WNBA player in all, of all time. It's looking like it. Crazy. Crazy. So yeah, so weekly winner Sabrina. I'm sorry, carry on, T Dizzle. No, you're good. Uh, my weekly winner, and again, we'll talk about it a little bit more. But God damn it, I want to talk about Jason Tatum. Um, we are filming this before the Grizzlies and Lakers game today, and we'll talk about hey, that. Guys, we do have a play-in segment, so uh, we do have a play-in segment. But can we just? I just use this to get into the play-in. I mean, yeah, yeah we can just do okay, that. Yeah. We so were we're talking about play-in anyways. segments now. Okay, well, play-in segment now. Okay, well, I'll talk about the Boston Celtics. We'll talk about That's the fine. Celtics-Wizards game first. So, man, j- just... First of all, obviously, Jason Tatum dropped 50 points. It was on 31 shots, by the way. In, it was. Um, Fire. I, I mentioned this to Nate. We, again, we're you know, kind of young basketball watchers. We haven't seen many players... I haven't been able to watch a player go from rookie to star. Jason Tatum and like Luka Doncic are one of the only players I've seen... like. Him averaged go from ten to dropping fifty points in a playing game, playoff game. Jason Tatum plays like Kobe Bryant, and that is the best thing for basketball. Like I'm a huge Lakers fan. 
But I wouldn't be that mad if Jason Tatum won a championship with the Celtics. No, that's actually a great point because, like, I am a Celtics hater. I actually hate the franchise. I hate the fans. I hate the team. Fans are the worst, I'm going to be honest. But I actually love Sorry. Jason Tatum. And it's actually so funny because I can't stand anything about the Celtics, but I love their best he's player. So, he's so His game is just silky. Awesome. He's fun to watch. He's He plays a lot like Paul Pierce, but way more fun. Yeah. Like he's a wing scorer. It's like Paul Pierce actually shit out a better version of himself. Yeah. That's what he shit out during yeah. that final. Yeah, actually game. shit out Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. That's how birth works. Or just during one of his shitty, you know, just takes yeah. on anything. Yeah, that's that too. Yeah. When he got fired. When he actually called, you know, called game, he actually called Jason Tatum. There you go. Yep. Yeah. He, he it's did, a weird joke. He, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. We're gonna, okay. So we anyway, that for way too the Celtics long. just absolutely dominated. Kemba Walker played really good. I think a lot of people aren't going to mention Kemba's game. But yeah. Kemba really, really helped out. Yeah, that was the wild card. I was sitting there and I was like, I thought Kemba was ass this yeah, year. Yeah, because we knew Jason Tatum was going to go out and do something crazy. Yeah, right. We knew that the rest of Boston was going to be iffy. But Kemba Walker is the real X factor and he showed up. Well, they needed a second guy after Jalen obviously went down for the season. And Kemba really, I think, stepped up into that role during this game specifically. But, you know, against the Nets right before they get swept, um, I mean, yeah. might do a little something. I will say, this is a weird spot because... If if the Celtics even give the Nets a four game sweep, but all the games are close and Kemba plays well, it's going to be like if Kemba pl- starts playing really well in this in these next four or five games, I'm assuming it's going to be a pretty quick series with the Nets. So it was the problem Jalen Brown having another I, I guy think, because I, you, that creates a weird dilemma i think it's not necessarily Jalen brown it's just the problem that your two best players play the exact yeah, same position but that's my point style. it's like yeah. the celtics last night they looked great and i know it's like okay well yeah when you have a player drop 50 you're gonna look great but kemba looks like kemba walker well and i want to talk about this for a second you mentioned how jason plays like kobe there's some negatives to that too Right. Yeah. Like, he yeah. Plays Jason Tatum ball. does He's, not make other does, players better. Yeah. He's going to be the best player on the court, and everybody else is just going to have to be there and work it out themselves. But tell me, yes. tell me, if you traded Jalen Brown for a really good like center, yeah. or some some something like that, wouldn't that make we'll you better? Give you Jaylen- Miles Turner and um, a pick for Jalen Brown. When's the pick? How like lottery? The protected at all? No. Who? We'll think about it. Okay. We'll think about, about it. it. I might. I might, a, I might need another player. We'll, we'll call I, you I might, back. I might do in a second. I might need another player. Oh, if you throw um, in a second, you can have Aaron Holiday. Not Aaron Holiday. I need someone a little bit better than that. Um, Jalen Brown just is going into uh, Jalen Brown's averaging twenty four points. A no, game. he just had a pretty significant injury though. You can have Goga. <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> want Goga. Okay, okay. Goga sucks. Hey, we're not actually the GMs. We'll continue on. So, yeah, no, I, I definitely think, and I definitely want to have this conversation, but I want to wait. Yep. I want to wait to see what the Celtics offseason looks like because yeah. Brad Stevens could be a question mark. I think the Jalen Brown question needs to be brought up. Like, you're, you're getting the same thing out of both players. And that's why I didn't like the Clippers team, but they're just so good. They will we make we it talk work. about it with like Ben and Joel, how, you know, like having your two best players kind of have very similar, not like play styles with those two, but like very similar, like scoring Le- ways. That's why it, LeBron it, and AD it really does. Yeah. I kind of mess with it. You, like having your two best players, like fit together position wise and chemistry wise is way better. Like you think, just said, LeBron, AD, think of Kobe and Pau Gasol, even like Steph and clay. It's not necessarily that they have to be very different positions. It's just their play styles. It have doesn't to even match. matter. Like if he's as good as Jalen Brown, as long as he's like consistent and plays into no, Jalen, I, I, I think that needs to be a, a really good discussion. Like 
trade Jalen Brown for a really, really good guys. Game. We should have an episode where we just like get into some GM seats for a couple. I teams think it'd be and really just, like, fun. Talk like, about yeah, thing. I, I think, think it'd we'll, be fun. We we can make that a series. Just like just like just fix called, this team. Yeah, let's go. Like you know how like those those home improvement shows. We can like have like a whole episode. Just wear, like, team improvement. Wear, like, yeah, just suits like collared shirts. Yeah, yeah. look all cute. No, yeah. I I think we just made an episode for the summer here. That sounds awesome. I like that. Okay, so after the NBA playoffs, we're gonna we're gonna do write that down. Write that down. Write it down. Write it down. Write it down. Um, so yeah, we're gonna do a little bit of team improvement after the playoffs and fix some teams because they need our help. Anyway, so we'll move on to the other Eastern play-in game, which I'm excited to talk about. Okay, but before I get into all the hype that was this game, we it destroyed. The pa- we destroyed. We didn't destroy the Pacers. We destroyed the Hornets. I do want to say one. Does this game mean anything for our future? No. We're probably going to lose the Wizards. But it, was it fun as hell? Was it fun? Yes. Has it been an awful season? Yes. Was this a little bright spot? You betcha. Um, so getting into the game, O'Shea Brissett is my new favorite player. Um, I like that he plays with such raw emotion. Uh, I think that's something that the Pacers kind of struggle with. They little struggle with a little bit of intensity and kind of just pure just energy sometimes yes they did against the hornets when we watched them play yeah exactly uh it was funny because me and tom went to go watch the hornets game and we played like garbage and you know struggled to score 90 and this time we scored 144 (laughs) so that was cool i was sitting there like how is this the same team i watched but like o'shea brissett brought you know he got he got 23 points which is tied for our leading scorer that game he made some big shots hit, hit some big threes um had some dunks had a alley oop, which guys, his moment. You guys don't, you guys don't understand what an alley oop means as a Pacers fan. I think we've maybe done five all year. I was way too hype. I was like, let's go, way too there. excited because literally, guys, we only do like five. It is a rare occurrence. So before anyone's like, oh, Nate, the Hornets do like fifty of those a game. Like, yeah, but we don't. And then like he said, like get these bum asses out of here after he had a big three. Like it was a lead, finals like, game? Yeah, like, dude, <laughs> like, I, was like, I was like, yeah, this is dope. So O'Shea Brissett's been a huge bright spot for us. We've had some other bright spots. And, look, I'm not going to take a deep dive because whenever we do that, like, uh, team fixer or whatever segment. We're allowed to do the Pacers? Yeah, okay. because the Pacers need to be on there because they got some issues. They're going to need a whole episode. Um, I still hope we fire our coach, and we're probably going to get smoked with the Wizards. And even if we win, we're going to get smoked by the Sixers. That being said, this was fun. And I enjoyed it. Also, the league yeah. really wanted LaMelo to win. I'm just going to put that out there. Watch the game. DeMontis Sabonis literally was getting mugged and could not buy a foul. Also, he didn't play that well, and they still got destroyed. Well, and he almost he didn't play that well and still almost got a triple-double. Yeah. So that also. Yeah. He's the like next rush. Like, I looked up, and I was like, wait, what? He has a... He has 20 yeah, rebounds. Yeah, Demontis Bonus is a centerpiece. So let's get, let's get that right. Oh yeah, 100. He, he's a great player. So yeah. So moving on. So now we have Pacers Wizards. Um, I'd feel okay about this game, and like I think it's really hard to beat a team four times in a row. Um, which the Wizards are looking to do, but I don't know what it is about Russell Westbrook against the Pacers. But dude, we must have pissed him off. Let me read off his last three games against us. 33 points, 19 boards, 15 assists. Wow. Usual stuff. 14 points, 21 boards, 24 assists. Wow. 35 points, 14 boards, 21 assists. You know, every time you go through Instagram and you see all like the Russell Westbrook highlights and everyone losing their mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's because he played us. 
That that's that's where that came from. There's usually from. a pacer on the other end of that yeah, dunk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so hopefully he doesn't have a Wilt Chamberlain-esque game, and maybe we'll win. So the funny thing about Russell Westbrook against hating the Pacers is that you guys gave him Paul George. Yeah, like, yeah, like he should be thankful. Take it, take it easy on like us, that man. was a that was a great favor. Yeah, but then did. Paul walked out on him like an ex girlfriend, and it was kind of like a bitter thing. Yeah, but they didn't know that. That's not their fault. Yeah, but he's he's got to take it out on somebody. He did to the Pacers too. It just yeah. reminds him of Paul George. Yeah, he's like, God, I hate that mother. It's like it's like Argh. walking by that coffee shop that you used to go to her with. It's like, damn, I yeah. used to get boards on this team with Paul George, and now, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I just, okay. I get. I get you. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of. I hate. I don't them. know, but dude, there is some vendetta that he has against us. Moving on to the West. Well, okay. Tonight. I will say also now, and he has a revenge game because he did not play good in that Celtics game. Yeah. So, oof. so we're gonna talk about the West. Um, those games are tonight. We're filming at one twenty on the nineteenth. Talon's gonna do his own little special thing. Um, after Lakers game and kind of give you guys yeah. a recap. I'll, I'll film thoughts. a pretty quick reaction uh, after Lakers game. So I'm not. Gonna, we're not gonna talk too much about it. I think I I set it up earlier. I will say it's a good game. Yeah. Excited for tonight's game. I think it's a very poor mismatch for the Warriors. I really hope I'm not wrong. I hope I'm not in two seconds here saying, oh, I'm really sad that we lost. But um like I genuinely just think we will win by at least ten points. Will you do a quick recap of the Spurs Grizzlies game just cause then? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll do. Okay. I mean So um I'm just instead of like breaking this game down because they're going to be hearing the answer anyway. Let's just like say what's going to happen, and then Talon's going to say how wrong we were. Steph's going to have 35. Okay, who wins and what's the score? Oh, Lakers are going to win. I'll go 110 or 120 to 110. Okay, um, I'm going to go. Lakers do win, but Steph has some crazy game. Drops like 44, and. The score is 108 to 101. I think it's going to be a gritty game. The Lakers have played really well against Steph all season. He's averaged 10 points below his season average with 23 points a game. He's averaged three threes on us all year. He's not going to go above 35, which is his over-under We just the got game. heat checked by stats. I, th- I, think he'll, I think he'll get around 29. He'll, he'll get his 30, maybe maybe 33. Maybe. Um, well, yeah, because we were discussing the over under for points. And but you said 36 and a half was too high. And I was like, is it? And then you kind of talked me back into it. it. The, the Lakers are going to throw everything they have at Steph. Andrew Wiggins is going to get a lot of open shots. So will Jordan Poole. So will Draymond Green. Those guys are going to have to beat you. And if they do, you're OK with it. Um, Lakers 115, Warriors 103. All right. So insert. Oh, wait, let's do our Grizzlies. Grizzlies. Um. I'm not going to do a score prediction because I have no idea, but Dude, I like, think the Grizzlies are going to win. Give it to Jaw. I would say Grizzlies as well. Okay, so no and one then really insert Talon's review now. Boom. All right, boys. We're wrapping up the Grizzlies game. So uh, I'm really nervous for the Lakers game. I'm going to be honest. I'm I was like I'm still confident. Like my, the logical part of my brain is confident. But the Lakers fan in me is not. So, we'll I'll check in at halftime. Well, it's halftime. I don't even want to be filming this video right now. Um, the Lakers look absolutely lethargic. They're running LeBron James in the post, and it's not working. And they're like, you know what? Let's do it again. Um, Anthony Davis looks terrible. Alex Caruso and Kyle Kuzma are the only ones giving the Lakers any good minutes, which is not what you want. Um... 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They literally look like they could give a shit about this game. They look like, oh, well, we'll beat the Grizzlies. One of the most frustrating games I've watched in a very long time. But I've never seen a LeBron James-led team be this bad at offense. Their defense is fine. Steph Curry had 15 points, and his shots that he made was amazing, but you'll live with that. Like, pretty frustrating-ass game. Okay, 74-70. Warriors, um... This third quarter has been brutal for the Warriors. They are just being absolutely careless with the basketball. And as a Lakers fan, I like that. Getting the Lakers into transition is exactly what the Lakers need um, to get LeBron and AD these easy baskets. So let's keep it going. Let's go. Oh, my God. Come on. Let's go, AD. Let's go. Let's game. Let's game. Let's game. Let's go. Okay, I've got some, I had some time to calm down. This is Talon's objective, kind of objective. I'm still sweating from the game. Um, the Andre Drummond absolutely was clogging the lane, and when he wasn't out there, AD played great, and the defense was great all game, but then the third quarter, the Warriors just got super sloppy, and that's what kind of turned over the game. And then the fourth quarter, it was just kind of a shit show, man. It was a, it was a crapshoot. I don't know what else to call it. Uh, a few bounces go your way, and then the the, hand, the ball falls into the hands of the greatest player of all time. Cash. I mean, that game was an instant classic in another chapter of LeBron versus Steph Curry, and it was exactly what basketball fans needed. With fans back in Staples Center, that was the one of the best games I've ever watched by far. Like, wow. I am, again... Obviously, I'm a Lakers fan, so I'm on a kind of a high from that. But just from a basketball standpoint, that was amazing. Okay, so you guys just heard Talon talk about stuff. And we were totally um, right on all of our If he was crying too much because his team lost, we apologize. Uh, he does get a little bit emotional because his team is garbage. And if he you know, spent too much time bragging, we also apologize. Either way, we're sorry that you had to listen to a Lakers fan. So, now we're going to go into our NBA playoff predictions. So, uh, first, we're going to go through Bully's bets, kind of talk about some um, championship picks that we like. And then, do you guys want to maybe go through the bracket? Or do you guys want to predict, like, conference finals and then finals? Maybe you just want to do that? Sure. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, so, Bully, talk about some odds that you like. All right. Well, I need to pull them back up. All right, so I got them up. Um, so, the odds kind of worked out weird this This is year. through... Bavada. Yes, yeah, through Bavada.com, by the way. Gambling is not legal in Missouri. If you have a gambling problem, please call. We don't actually bet. We don't actually bet. We just like talking about it because it's entertaining. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Get yeah. off of us. Please call 1-800-GAMBLER if you do have an addiction. Um, I'm not making a parlay this week, but if I did, it wouldn't lose. Just FYI. Um, Couldn't okay. lose. Could not lose. All right. So do we? Let's start out with the conferences first. Let's let's do Eastern Conference. So the top five. Is are, this to win the conference? Yes, okay. to come out of the conference and go to the finals. So okay. coming out of the Eastern Conference, you got the Nets at plus one hundred five. Obviously, the favorites. Yep. Sixers at plus two seventy five. Bucks at plus three thirty three. Heat at plus twelve hundred. Hawks at plus thirty five hundred. Then the Knicks are also tied with the Hawks Damn. for plus thirty five hundred, which is interesting. It, that's interesting. Um, the 
Yeah, that's that man. That's interesting as hell. They they definitely nailed that because I definitely I like the Sixers. Like I, you know, obviously odds wise, but I'm just gonna say I feel really good about the Sixers because their path is gonna be cake. Uh, the Nets, you know, they played Boston in the first round. That's not. Super easy. easy. Yeah, they're yeah. gonna play the Bucks or the Heat. And then the, the next Bucks round. have to play the Heat in the first round. That's not super easy. And then they have to come into the next round and beat up on each other. And then the Sixers are gonna have. If the Sixers play the Knicks in the second round, then maybe because the Knicks just play so physical that they can maybe beat them up a little bit. But if they the play Hawks. the if they play the Hawks, they, they would have have a cakewalk to the Eastern Conference yep. Finals. And then who knows? I mean, Joel might be really fresh. A lot I, of rest. A lot of rest. And then the Nets having getting out of a. Gauntly series with the Bucks, or even the Bucks getting out with a gauntly series against the Nets. Like, and we try not to tough. talk about. Yeah, we try not to talk about injuries too much either. But if I'm looking at odds, I'm going to factor injuries in. And you're that's coming, what they do. You're coming out of a Celtics matchup. You're coming out of a possible, you know, Bucks or Heat matchup at that point. And those are going to be brutal series. Those are going to be physical. So. They might be down a guy or two, and if they are down a guy, then I don't see them coming out of the Eastern Conference. I agree. I agree. So I love the Sixers here at plus 275. The Nets at plus 105, obviously, they're the favorites, but I feel like the odds just are so low there that it just doesn't really make sense to take those. It's not enough. Yeah, you're not getting enough value back, so... Personally, I would take the Sixers at plus two seventy five. I don't Bucks. I don't think would be a very good bet. Obviously, they're the third favorites, but I feel like it's a pretty. I think the Bucks gap. and the Nets are the same thing. I was like, I I'm saying all the same things about the Bucks. They have a hard path, but they're not as talented as the Nets. Yeah. So exactly. it's like, why would you? Right. That seems like a I don't know. Tough, man, I like that that Pacers. I like the Pacers. Yeah. Odds. Pacers yeah. plus two hundred thousand. Twenty thousand. My 20, bad. Two hundred thousand. Yeah. Oh my god. They're actually. I did see a plus four. Also, we oh. talking about uh, <laughs> taking uh, TJ McConnell for the Finals MVP odds. Yeah, just what is that? Uh, but, uh, probably a, a lot. He's probably literally the last option. But we just mentioned it, and I was like, dude, you could put like five bucks on him and be a millionaire. Probably. Yeah, because then you got to think about the odds of us one getting there, mm-hmm. two winning, and then three him having the best the, the finals that final. be. <laughs> Those would be some crazy odds. Yeah, dude. You but like what? Oh, you bet like two bucks on it. And yeah. make like probably a, like $300. And you're never going to see those $2 again. No, but, yeah, you're not. <laughs> but but if it does happen, then whew, it'd be the exactly. most legendary stuff ever. Cool. All right. So in the Western Conference, we have the Lakers as the favorites at plus 240. Clippers, I can't believe they're the favorites. Wow. Yeah. So I was going to talk about that. Then you got the Clippers very close at plus 250. Jazz at plus 300. Then the Suns at plus 650. Nuggets at plus 11. And then you got everybody else. I, um, uh... I can't believe the Jazz are getting disrespected this much, to be honest with you. But they, they don't believe in the Jazz either. It's also, yep. again, they're also injured. Like, when does Donovan Mitchell come back? We don't. I couldn't find it. It's it's weird. We don't like. Is will he be back for the first playoff game? I'm gonna say yes, just because I'm assuming. But but, the, but that's my thing with the Nets is you know I'm talking about precedence and they also have injuries. It's right. the same thing. As a Lakers fan, it's the same thing with the Lakers. It's like. They haven't played together this year, and I will say, like their their core has played together, and you know they have a little bit more foundation. But still, I mean, LeBron might get injured in the playoffs. We don't know. It's right. not like bless you. Thank he you. he hasn't. We haven't seen a track record this season of the Lakers showing any bit of consistency. Right, being on the court. So for them to just be like, but that's what they've been the whole year. Because and man, the, the books don't want to lose all the money on the Lakers. And you want to talk about precedents winning a championship. There has never been a seven seed to ever win the NBA championship. But they're the favorite. There was it was a six seed 
I don't remember who, but the six, it might have been the Knicks. I could be wrong. That sounds right. Um, but yeah, the seven seed has never seven or below has never won the NBA championship. So this would be the first time ever. And boy, I think LeBron likes it that way. So the one that interests me the most on this list is the Phoenix Suns because mm-hmm. I think they're second or third best team in the West. They're fourth on this list. Their odds are at plus six fifty. And you got to think. If they get past the Lakers in the first round, because right, that's yeah, that's where all exactly. these odds are falling. It's the same thing that happened with the Nets. That's why the Sixers are so low, is because Nets are up here. They're gonna beat the Sixers in the book size. So they have the Lakers beating the Suns probably in the first round. Yes, but if the Suns get past the Lakers, then, in the first I agree. Round, I, think, huh? I think that's a great great take. To mm-hmm. come out of the West, it's like. What oh, else do you got to beat the Clippers, the Jazz? No, they would have. Uh, you would play the Clippers the, or Jazz in the conference finals. It would, no, they would have Denver or Portland next. Oh. Denver, Portland next. That's a cakewalk. That's a, yeah, that's And a then dub. you get to the Western Conference Finals, and you're playing the Clippers with the Jazz. You, so can, you can beat them. I, Especially if it's, a, if, it, if it's a Jazz. Yeah, no, actually, I think it's funny that that first round, the first round series of the Lakers, uh-huh. which it could be funny if the Lakers lose tonight, and then this doesn't even happen. I think the Lakers-Suns <laughs> matchup is actually the Conference Finals. Because yeah. I, I wow. actually think that either of those teams... Are my picks? Yeah, I do think it's because I'm sorry. The Jazz worry me without Donovan Mitchell, and then also Donovan Mitchell is going to be coming back just in time for the playoffs. And, I don't like and that. And we didn't believe in them anyways. Like we, most NBA fans already were like, "Hey, they're the 2015 Hawks." Yes. And now you have injury problems. I don't no, know. That is, that is a bad mix. The Clippers have to go through Dallas and then go through Utah. Eh, I don't love that. And then you know what? Clippers Conference Finals. Like they're a good. This team, is exactly. But why. I like the Suns and Lakers more. Is there is there something I'm missing? Because these odds are way too good for the Suns. I feel like because I personally have them as the second best team in the West. It's and just all about the Lakers, man. It's just they because, have to go because through. Do you do you think that in Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton's first playoff series, they're going to beat LeBron James and Anthony Davis? Okay, that's what it is. It's, that makes more sense. It's. I just don't see it happening, and it could, and. There's, you know, crazier things have happened in the past two years. I would love for you to to be saying this and you guys... No, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I'm just saying from a betting standpoint, you don't bet against those guys. It's like you don't bet against Tom Brady. You don't bet against these kind of guys. Talon, I'm sorry if I was putting money on this. It would be for the Suns to come out of the West. That's fine, dude. I don't care. No, but like... I'm pretty objective right now. That first round series is going to be awesome. I mean, it's going to be a great series. Basketball fans. I will say that I've heard a lot of steam about this, especially the way it worked out is people, NBA fans, are wanting, and I don't necessarily disagree with this, they're wanting the top seeds to be able to pick their opponent. because Because, just hear the logic, because you get a team like the Jazz that if the Lakers lose tonight and beat the Grizzlies, the Jazz have have the one seed, and they're going to be at a major disadvantage for having the one seed. Yeah, but then you could just say this was a really weird year, and the it Lakers was. were an outlier. It was. As a it's seed. a pretty. Weird, I'm just throwing it out there as a possibility. Yeah, look at the East. Uh, it's gonna work out okay. It's just an outlier. Yeah. So if that, we're that gonna, would be awful. I just threw it out there. No, shut up. No, nope. just trying to. No, so so we kind of talk about that, and then let's go to championship odds. What, what are we liking? So yeah, this would be who wins the finals. Um, just to list off the top ones, we got. We the, talked about the Sixers. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like interrupt, but yeah, Sixers, Sixers are good here. Um, Nets first at plus two forty, then the Lakers plus four fifty. Quite a drop off. Uh, Clippers plus five fifty. Jazz at plus six fifty, 
And then we got the Sixers at plus 750, Milwaukee's plus 850, and then Suns plus 1700. Just two that stand out to me are the Sixers and Suns. And we kind of yep. just talked about that for the conference finals. Obviously, it's kind of similar. But, I mean, wow, plus 1700 for the Suns and then even 750 for the Sixers. I like both of those. I love the 750. I think the plus 1700, that one only concerns me because. What are, what are the Clippers at? Uh, Clippers are 550. They're the third best odds. Okay. But if you're just talking pure value, I feel like the Sixers would be the move here just because I feel like they're way more likely than the Suns, mm-hmm. even though I've been on the Suns all year. It's just like there's I can totally see a world where we just get to the finals and we're like, oh, they didn't play anybody. And then Brooklyn got kind of injured and then they played the Suns in the finals. Yeah. And it's like, oh, they're the champions. That'd and cool. Exactly. Well, and if the Sixers That'd get matched cool. up against the Suns, it's like, I'm sorry, the Suns are getting killed in that matchup, probably. Oh, OK. Also, after this, I want to talk about how the the whole Clippers avoiding the Lakers thing. Okay, yeah, okay. We, we do because I kind of forgot about that. Um, I will say I do also kind of like the Lakers because plus four fifty is pretty low, at least for the championship and for a seven seed. Yeah, for it's <laughs> just it's you're betting on history being made. It's the same thing with the Nets. It's like both of the, these two teams that are supposed to be the locks of the finals, they'd be making history one way or another. It are just gonna, cracks me up. They do not like the Bucks at all this year. I can tell because the Bucks are sitting at plus eight fifty. It's just if the Bucks are the first seed, I would say the same thing. But you got to go through the Nets and the Sixers and the Heat. Ugh. yeah, that's brutal, man. They probably have the worst road. They have the worst road by far. And then and then oh, you get to the finals. Oh, it's the Lakers or somebody else, and it's like the Clippers. Okay, I, I understand. That's brutal, yeah. man. Um, Jazz still getting disrespected at the fourth spot, but you could also make the argument that that's way too high for them. And I will say the Lakers path also favored them because now the Clippers aren't on their side of the bracket. So you're going to be playing the Warriors if they win tonight or if not the Grizzlies or Spurs. And I'm just convinced we're never going to get an L.A. playoff series. Nope. Yeah, dude, it's just never going to happen, man. It's never going to. It was with the Russ and KD. Yeah, it's just it's what we needed and it's just never happened. So. Who are we crowning as the champion just in terms of if we're taking odds here? If we're taking bets. I don't know. I like the Suns. I'm, I'm, Suns? The payout's nice. That's a I, good one. I know I'm putting a lot on them being the Lakers, but... But that's, but that's the thing, though, is all you need is them to have that one good series. And after yeah. that, they're coasting. Yeah. After that, they, they really should like win. Path. Yeah. So And, like, the odds are there for me. And mm-hmm. they're playing Lakers early. Yeah. yeah. And like if we you said... If you get the Lakers out of the way, then it's like, who else? Like we said, you want to play the Lakers as early as possible right now because they don't have their chemistry right now. If if the Lakers, if you play the Lakers in the conference finals, oh, LeBron's been playing for up two months. AD's been healthy. They they're rolling. At that they, point, yeah. They're rolling. Yeah. They're not rolling right now. I mean, they won five in a row, but they're not like conference finals. But they rolling. haven't even been all together during yeah, those no, five. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. So I personally would take the Sixers. I just feel like the values there and the yeah. odds of them actually, you know, I getting agree. a good matchup and then just winning or it makes a lot of sense to me. So I would personally take the Sixers. Talon. The Sixers and the Suns both have just the one obstacle, Lakers or Nets. I agree. The Sixers, I would take that bet. As okay. well. All right. So let's go through real quick. But I would before Talon goes off about the Clippers, about how much of a joke they are. So let's kind of go through our conference final predictions yeah. and then let's crown our champions. Um, so Talon, we'll start with you. All right, man. Uh, I don't hate Brooklyn that much. I'll have Brooklyn and the 76ers playing in the conference finals. And I'm going to stick to my guns here. I'm going to have the 76ers making it to the finals and beating the Brooklyn Nets. I agree. Um, 
And, you know, your boy's got a lot of bias on the West side, so kind of just throw everything I say about the Lakers out because I am absolutely biased. But I genuinely think the Lakers' path favors them. They play the Suns. They can beat the Suns. Then they, they would play the... Jazz? Is that correct? No, they would play. They would play Denver, Denver or Portland, Portland, and that's that's a, that's it should be a dub. Um, and then the conference I'd finals. Play Denver than Portland, if I'm being honest. Yes, I agree because Dame always goes off like how Russ against oh, goes off against you guys. Dame goes off against us. Yep. Um, and then it would be the Lakers would be playing the Clippers or the Jazz, and especially if it's the Jazz, that path is as perfect as I don't know, man. My Mavs. <laughs> Maybe I also no, I'll talk about the Mavs and the Clippers series in the next segment um but i i got the lakers making the finals uh, again lakers fans so super biased but i genuinely am trying to be on a bias possible and i see lebron james if he's healthy if he plays every game he looked great lakers 76ers and i have the lakers winning the finals so you guys are forgetting about you know the sixers have to go maybe go through the pacers so like oh, oh shit. yeah you're right. i've had all right <laughs> i'll give my east and west real quick so i'm gonna have <laughs> Philly and Brooklyn set up for the East. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they both have a pretty easy cakewalk to the conference, if you ask me. Um, but I do think Philly, I have been big on Philly. I did like Seth Curry a lot. I mentioned to Tom before we started, I thought this was one of the best pickups of the year. They had like I, four or five pickups. That was just perfect. I Exactly. I think they've added the correct pieces to complement Joel and Ben finally. Um, and then you have Joel, who is top two MVP. This candidate. is no excuses for Joel and Ben. No, this, this is no. this is your year to win, or at least Joel, make the finals. Joel probably should have won MVP if he hadn't gotten injured. He and that's going to yes. be the question: is how injured is he going into this game? Because they're going to throw everything at him. Um, but I'm going to have the Sixers winning. I'm just going to assume that he's going to be healthy, just because he has been for most of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the West, I am going to have the Lakers and oh, man. I want to say the math so bad, but it's just not going to happen. I know it's not. Oh, I, also somebody, didn't, I didn't give a conference finalist. I'll just say Clippers for the Lakers. I didn't give a conference finalist. I just yeah, said, you did. I, think you said I, jazz. I, said, I said jazz or Clippers. Oh, okay. Okay, we'll pick one. Um, Clippers. Okay, there you go. I will say Lakers, Clippers, battle for LA. God, a four we and a seven it. seed. Dude, and if it's in the conference finals, I'd be hopefully fans time. will be back in the arenas. Like yeah. more fans. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Dude, we need that. Come on, man. So... And then your final. My finals would be Lakers, Sixers. Okay. We're on the same picture. I'm going to go with Lakers. I almost went with Sixers. So. I, I'm very back and forth, yeah. but I just feel like they have the two best guys in this series. Again, it's if, if the Lakers are in the finals. That'd be, good, that'd be a good series. That would be a really good series. If the Lakers are in the finals, it's like... Well, if the Lakers get there, then they're probably going to win unless you have the Nets making it. Then there's a I think the Nets have a better chance of beating the Lakers than the Sixers. do. Yes. Yes. I, I completely agree. I agree. Um, with that. So the Lakers are my 2021. And that'd be cool because like whenever LeBron left Cleveland, it was like Sixers or L.A. And if they play in the finals, that'd be pretty cool. All right. So I'm going to go a little bit different. <clears throat> Thank God. I think you guys are. Ours was boring. Like, I don't know. Boring. Like, you guys, like, we've, we've been talking about how there's parody in the NBA, and then you guys kind of go with the status quo. I don't know. Like, we kind of see, like, I want to go. I can see anything happen, though. So I think I'm going to go a little bit crazy here. I think Milwaukee is going to be a big X factor for me. Okay. You know, we've talked about Giannis not performing the playoffs, but guys, he still has a two-time MVP for a reason. I think this is the year. I think I'm going to, I'm going to give him this one. This is the thing with Giannis is that, you know, we say he's a choker, but the two teams that he choked against had a great defensive coach in Nick Nurse and Spolstra, which they are playing Spolstra in the first round. 
And then they had the the personnel. But Brooklyn nor the Lakers, nobody's got matchup against him. Well, and here's my thing. The Heat are not the same Heat team as last year. Mm-hmm. The whole Oladipo saga was a complete failure. They don't have the same oomph. They're playing way better, but they they're, they they don't they're not the same team as last year. They feel a little bit more like they were last year. But yeah, it just yeah. doesn't feel like the Heat culture we were getting in the bubble. Yeah, I mean, I will the say bubble. they were like the four seed. So last year the regular season wasn't even that good. It's just that in the playoffs they played so unbelievable. Yeah, so I I don't see that happening. They're not going to do that again. Um, Walkie also just got way better. Drew Holiday's been a great addition. I know we kind of talked about our thoughts on Drew Holiday, but he is a great perimeter defender. Is he worth a max? I don't know. That's up for debate. But he does provide a lot for this team. I think he's a big game changer for them. They didn't and have. They just shoot the three ball so well. They shoot it with the best of anybody. I think they had the most threes in one game this year. You predicted Milwaukee to lose in the second round last year. I did. And, and you were right. correct. And that was the best call you ever had. Yeah. It was against the As Pacers. He, and you might be. You might, yeah, it was against the Pacers. It was against the Heat. But, but I was so. It was just kind of what. It was adamant about So, hey. Um, so, no, I think Milwaukee is going to be good this year. And I actually. I think they're going to beat the Heat. Well, I think Drew Holiday helps so much because last year, in the past couple of years, you don't. Whenever Giannis was, you know, shutting down, you didn't have a guy who could just get you a bucket. I think they're going to be Brooklyn. Wow. In the second I, round, I'm gonna go with it. I, I so you've James, been really hot on Brooklyn. Yeah, this is kind of a, this this is is a pivot. Field. The James Harden thing really scares me, and it wasn't the Kyrie being gone. It wasn't the KD being gone, and even the James Harden injury wasn't that bad. But him not playing before, and honestly, if this was like you know the Brooklyn got an easy series in the first round, I think that would also completely change. Which it would have been harder if it was Washington, but it's Boston. I don't think you're going to get an easy series out of Boston. Like, it could be a sweep, but it's, but it's not going to be an easy It's going to be like, series. it's going to be all of those yeah. going to be close. I think it think. might end, it's probably going to end in five, but it's going to be close games, I imagine. So I'm going to have Milwaukee beating Brooklyn and then meeting the Sixers in the conference finals. And then that is a series that, wow, I, I'm not even sure if I could pick a winner. Um, yeah. Wow! Wow! Uh, I, see, I didn't really think about it. <laughs> I was so out of it. You so got just you got yourself rubbed up for the Nets. Oh that. man! Sixers versus Milwaukee. Both these teams have a great interior force. Very to their similar stars, teams. But a lot of great role players who could shoot the three ball well. I think at the end of the day, do you think it's Joel's year or do you think it's Giannis's year? I, who steps up? I'll, I'll go with Giannis. You know, I'll I'll buy this. I'll buy this train. Okay. I, I want to be a little bit different. I want to be a little okay. bit different. Um. Now it, I like it. Like the Sixers could easily easily win, and it wouldn't shock me. But I, I don't know. I'm just. It's just I'm expecting Giannis to do Giannis. So yeah. So I just have Milwaukee. I, I think this is their year. I think we're gonna see Giannis actually play like Giannis, and the Bucks are gonna do Bucks things. I would love to see that. I I just think it's a matter of time, right? And you know, it's gotta happen eventually. The Bucks hey, can hey. pull a Bucks here. What, what year did LeBron made the finals in 2007? So it was. Okay, I guess it's a little bit farther in Giannis's career, but you know what? Hey, okay. like that was that was LeBron's like final push. Let's talk about Giannis for a second though, because everyone trashes on him way too much. This dude hasn't even reached his like full progression as a star athlete. People exactly. forget that he was playing in like pickup gyms before he got found and then drafted. He's twenty six. He's twenty six years old. <laughs> yeah, but I would say he's almost at like a twenty two year old progression point, or even younger than that. Yeah, he started playing basketball at such a yeah. Young age. And oh, guess what? He's gonna get better, so he's gonna make a finals at some point. So why not this year? Well, and then my whole thing is like. You know, especially with the Nets, it's like, okay, you have Drew Holiday as such a great perimeter defender. He can help you clamp up some of those stars. And then Giannis is also a great defender. 
Brooke Lopez has been huge. Their bench has played really well. Pat Connaughton plays a lot of hustle. Dante DiVincenzo, very good. I don't know. I just get a different vibe around this team. So now moving on to the West, uh, the Lakers and Suns matchup, like I said, I think is a conference finals to me. And we talk about it. The Suns get to play them early. And the earlier, the better. Give me the Suns. Okay. I. This is a different Suns team. I think Monty Williams is a great head coach. Chris Paul, as long as he's healthy, we've seen him overcome series that they should not have won. The Rockets were going to win that series, and they shouldn't have. And I think it's going to be a very similar thing with the Lakers. They shouldn't win that series, but Chris Paul is that dude, and he's a winner. And then I don't like the other side of the bracket. Utah scares me. The Clippers are the Clippers. I mean, they're scared of everyone, apparently. (laughs) Dallas has a lot of holes to fill, which honestly, in pure rebuilding terms, they're still way better than they should be, so good for them. Yeah. Give them, like, three more years, and they'll be a really real contender, I believe. You know what? I'm going to call it now. Mavs upset against the Lakers. Last year, they were this close. Against the Lakers? You mean the Clippers? Clippers, my bad. They're I was like, damn. I was like, yeah. that means a conference final. I can yeah, see it. in the conference final. <laughs> no. I can see it. Um, so I have the Suns. I'm going to go with playing... Ooh, who are they going to play? I don't even know. They all suck over there. Um, the I guess I'll go with the Clippers. I'll oh, take damn. Clippers. Um, we'll go Suns-Clippers. And give me the Suns. Mavs didn't make enough. So now, Suns and Milwaukee, That both those teams match up very interestingly. But... I think Milwaukee's had a lot more harder series. Obviously, the Suns had to play the Lakers, but the Suns have kind of had a cakewalk up until the conference finals, and really the Clippers aren't that good, in my opinion. So I'm going to go with the Suns beating Milwaukee. Wow. Chris gets Chris his Paul ring. Get MVP? Oh, yeah. He'd, be, he'd get finals okay. MVP. Okay. Okay. What if Devin Booker uh, yeah, drops like 35 yeah, a game? All it takes for the finals MVP, it's like, what, five, six games? So I don't all know. I could see Chris Paul getting double-doubles each game, and I think his yeah. averages will look better. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Dude, that's a... I would love that. Short like, or long series? Uh, the finals would be a pretty long series, I might. I think six games. Six. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. I, uh, if, the, like, if the Lakers are going to lose, I want to see Chris Paul holding a finals MVP as, like, after everything that's happened throughout his entire career... To just, like, go to a team where we're like, oh, we said they were going to be the sixth seed this year. And I was like, damn, we're all really high on the Suns. I said before the season started, oh, they just got Chris Paul to make Devin Booker happy so he doesn't leave next year. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's all it was. No, and, and now it's their championship My whole thing is, is Phoenix this year has had some really bad losses. I mean, they lost to the Pacers when we were down bad. They lost to the Lakers with LeBron. Yeah. They really play up, though. Mm-hmm. When they play a good opponent, they play a good opponent, and they play a great and game. And I think I think that's the Devin Booker, DeAndre Aiden, just being a young team yeah, that yeah. doesn't know how to be a contender. No, 100%. And so but, now, you know, but I like the fact that when they're on, they're on. You know, I mean, yeah, that's what you want in the playoffs. Opponent, yeah, so there is no scrubs here. There is no scrubs in the playoffs No anymore. scrubs. So, well, I, I don't know. I'm excited for the Suns. Pacers in the playoffs. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's I like, really. Mm, damn. Mm, sorry, it's cold talent. I really hope y'all lose. I would love for y'all to play in the nine ten game. <laughs> anyway, I would not. Talent, go off on the Clippers for a little bit. Um, it just uh, yeah. What the hell, guys? Um, you know, we all know that the Clippers clearly avoided the Lakers. They played the Rockets and are winning, and then rested all of their players, and then they played the Thunder and. I've never seen an NBA game where two teams are trying to tank. Both of the teams are trying to tank. The The Clippers literally rested Boogie, Rondo, Kawhi, Paul George, uh, 
somebody else. Literally everybody that could. They were they were rolling out a G League squad, and they wanted to lose on purpose. It was embarrassing. Um, and again, and I get it. Like strategically, you're like, oh, well, I don't want to play the Lakers, but actually, strategically, you want to play the Lakers in the beginning. And even though they didn't get the they didn't get the wouldn't have gotten the Lakers in the first round anyways. It would they would have been on that side of the bracket. It's kind of embarrassing for a franchise that you know hasn't made a conference finals, and the Lakers have made have won seventeen championships. It's a little embarrassing, and now I really want them to lose against the Mavs because that would be hilarious. That would yeah, be that would be awesome. That'd be Actually, so really funny just just to avoid the Lakers, and then they're like, oh. Lose to the Mavs. That would be awesome because I hate the Clippers. Even though I actually think they're a better team this year, um, they they can't they can't close games. They're literally the worst cl- like team with five minutes left to go in the playoffs. Hmm. That's not a very good stat. <laughs> Tim Hardaway has been playing really well. Tim Hardaway has been playing well, so maybe Tim Hardaway becomes the Finals MVP. But serious odds MVP. for that. Um, yeah, I need to find the odds for that. But. I don't know, and it's also like for not, a com- not as good as the TJ for a confidence <laughs> for a confidence standpoint. What is it like? I don't know. This is maybe I might be wrong, but I feel like it's the wrong mentality. Doesn't, yeah, doesn't that like them. send a weird message to your team? Be like, hey guys, let's not play them. We're not that good. <laughs> what well, I mentioned that to you beforehand because I was like, I, at first I was kind of like, okay, it's smart. You know, you want to avoid the best team for as long as possible so you can eventually win at some point. But then it's like. At some point, the team's going to be looking at themselves going, can we beat them? Yeah. Can it's we like, actually? Like, dude, you have to believe that you can beat anybody. Yeah. It, it's just weird because the whole their whole thing last year, I mean, Kawhi came out with the commercial, and they're like, we're the king of L.A. We're not backing down. Patrick Beverly was like, yeah, yeah, we run L.A. now. We're like, but they weren't scared at all. And it's like, oh. So, like, it's just, especially knowing the context of the situation, as you're the Clippers, they're the Lakers, you've already had this, like, like you're the stepchild, and then you kind of just proved it to everybody. Like, <laughs> yeah, not the right mentality. Yeah. I don't like it. Uh, so we're gonna go into our NBA awards. Um, we're gonna save MVP, MVP for last. So let's start with MIP. I think this is a clear pick. Not even a discussion. He's an MVP candidate. Yeah, kind of. I think he's gonna be the All NBA on the All NBA third team. I think he made a really great push for that. Mm-hmm. It's Julius Randle. Yep. Now there was some other good options this year. I think Christian Wood. He didn't. He was injured a lot, but he was a good candidate. Jeremy Grant was another really good one, but like he played for the Pistons. Like, come on. And I think he also was injured. And Julius Randle kind of just came out and just won this award. Yeah, I mean the Knicks are the four seed for God's sake. I mean, yeah, he the, they the Knicks were rejuvenated this year, and they're back. And it's partly mostly because of Julius Randle. When was the last time somebody like I'm not going to say single handedly because he had a great coach and. A solid squad, but like he almost single-handedly like pulled this team out of poverty because no, they were yeah. a joke. He's last the only year. star on the team. Yeah. Ju- Julius Randle is the best face-up player that I've seen since Mello. Yeah, dude, his game which is, is so, so much so like awesome. Mello, which is so cool. Like, it's just weird because I've watched this guy for a long time, and he, all he was was a rim-running power forward, and now he's like got a face-up game. He's doing step-back threes, and but I'm like, man. I think part of that too was like think about his first few years in the league. He was part of like the Kobe farewell tour. No, his so, rookie his rookie year he was. Yeah, yeah, so like what growth comes from that out of yeah. a guy who's taking but like twenty five shots a game. And then he went to the Pelicans and yeah, who, AD was on that team. A D wanted out half a season in while he was there. So it's like when did this guy ever have the chance to like truly grow into a it great was, yeah, player? It was a weird and then yeah. Now and then Yeah, now he has a supporting role and a team that really wants him. 
not yeah. a supporting role, a supporting cast that supporting works cast, really well yes. for yes. him. Uh, yeah, and, and then Tibbs was kind of just the perfect coach for him and yeah. perfect coach for the whole team. And again, I would love to just praise the Knicks as much as possible because the NBA is great when the Knicks are good. I told one of our friends, John Foster, he's a Knicks fan, and I told him the other day, I was like, we dog on him for the Knicks all the time. And I was like, as much as you think I hate the Knicks, I love when they're good. I love this. If the Knicks somehow like made the conference finals, I'd be like, yeah, this is cool. This is lit. This is lit. Like, we need this. So anyway, we're going to move on to Rookie of the Year. I think this pick is easy as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was there was a lot of flow throughout the year. Um, some injuries came into play. I think uh, Tyrese Halliburton. I think he's third on all of our list. But he actually it was looking like he was going to win it for a sec. But then he got injured, and then Anthony Edwards kind of started playing. And crazy. his stats kind of dipped down a little bit. So I think Anthony Edwards <clears throat> is the pick here. Yep. I mean, it's pretty easy. It it, it is an he, easy he one, two, well. three. Anthony Edwards, Lamelo, um, and Tyrese. A uh, game against uh, the Grizzlies. He had like 42. 40. He had, he had a lot of like high-end games. We were like, damn, he looked good. Yeah, and then people are still trying to give it to LaMelo. I'm sorry, guys. He missed like a month and a half. Yeah, months. it's so frustrating because I saw stuff like that too, and it's just – guys, I was huge on LaMelo. He was my rookie of the year before it started. But even now, I think Anthony Edwards has a great case. Yeah, as soon as LaMelo went out, I was like, he's done, unless he gets back in like two weeks, which he didn't get back for a while. I mean, we thought he was done for the season, so I mean, I mean, it was dope. He made a push, it was but at it least, was still, yeah, he made he missed it. 20 games. And his stats were good, like 16, 6, and 6, that's great, but I mean, Anthony Edwards averaged 19, 5, and 3. And guess and, what? He played almost every game. And he played almost every game, and he just had, he had those games where it's like, yeah. damn, so he looks I like a Andy beast. So I think Edwards is the easy pick. If they pick LaMelo, he's... Anthony Edwards is showing why he was a number one pick. Like, we all had our doubts, and I mean, that still could come into play, but right now, it's like, okay. I mean, that's a good ass pick. Yeah. Like, that core could be really no, good. No, great pick. Uh, Sixth man of the year, I think this one's another easy one. It's kind of been written lock. on the wall all year. Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. It's going to be a jazz player. It's, it's probably going to be Joe Ingles or him. I think Derrick Rose is a great honorable mention. A fantastic honorable mention. He's been coming off the bench getting like, what, 20? Uh, I mean, his season, he's averaged 14, 15, but... He's had some he, huge games. He's yeah. had some huge games. Uh, so, yeah, I think Jordan Clarkson's pretty easy. Now we're going to get into Depoy. This one kind of got weird. Uh, ben and Rudy have very little separation. Honestly, it could go either way at this point. Uh, me, personally, I have Ben, Rudy, then Bam. And we've already, like, discussed this, like, really in depth. And really nothing changed. No. So I'm I'm not going to, like, go in deep. I just like Ben's ability to guard. I, I agree. I just I know it happened, like, three months ago. But if somebody drops 40 on you yeah, and says like, you're not Depoy, then... Well, and Ben kind of touched you know, on it, too. It's like he can literally go out there... You say, Coach, who do you want me to guard? And then, and you know, you know what's gonna make Rudy Gobert look really bad is when the Lakers beat the Warriors tonight, and then the Warriors beat the Grizzlies, and then the Warriors play the Jazz, and then Steph Curry's just doing loops around Rudy Gobert. Yep, the entire yes. playoff series. Yeah, pretty much. So, I mean, do you guys? No, uh, I mean, I didn't even really think about Bam. I it was just, I mean, it's a clear one-two, then a drop-off. But yeah, like Ben, Rudy, Bam. That's fine. Ben, and okay. I think the media wants to give it to Ben. All right. Well, I'm, I'm glad we're in agreement there. So now MVP time. MVP. I'm going to get my hot take out of the way. Hot I'm take. sorry, but there's a clear MVP in my mind. He's not going to win it. He's not. But either you look at the definition of MVP as most valuable player or most outstanding. This guy qualifies for both. His name is Steph Curry. And I'm, I'm sorry what he did this year. He averaged 32 points a game. Six assists, five and a half boards on a garbage team. 
He's the most valuable by far. I mean, literally, the fact that his team, while he's not on the court, has a historically shitty offense. And then when his team is on the floor, they're actually a great team. That says a lot to me. And I just think you take away a player from a team and then you see how viable. And that's not, like, against Jokic. Like, it's not his fault that his team's good. But Steph seems just that bad. And obviously he won't win it, but I, I really wish he should. LeBron James even said it. Steph Curry is the most valuable player in the I will say, I will say LeBron did say it with a little bit of em- emphasis to, like, one, him playing him, and then two, LeBron's had many years exactly like Steph's where he wasn't a high C, but he played well. So I, was, I can tell LeBron was kind of... It's his subtle way. It's still a state. It, no, it's, it, it still, still definitely is. And then I have Jokic, clear number second. He's going to win it. He's going to win it. Um, yeah. It's not going to be a surprise. And he played all Great 72 for games. And then Joel. Yeah, so my MVP was Jokic, Joel, Steph. Jokic... This year kind of sucked because injuries played such an impact. I was pretty big on Joel from the beginning that he would win MVP. And honestly, if he had played only a few games less than Jokic did, he was going to win it. But he just, I think he missed what, probably like 20, 15 games? Joel? Yeah, I don't know how many off the top of my head. But I know Jokic played every game. And it kind of sucks when you have to factor that into an award. But I think this year you just kind of had to. So for the purposes of who should, it's... In my mind, Joel, but who is going to? It's going to be Look, I mean, Jokic. Joel played 51 games, so he played yeah. 20 less games. Yeah, that, 20. That's just such a significant amount. It, that's when you just have to factor in like how yeah. often was this guy on the court. Yeah. Uh, number three was Steph. I completely agree with Nate. I think he was by far the best player in the league individually. Just the performances he had like in night in night out. He was averaging like 40 points for a week or two there. I, that was insane. Yeah. And the scoring pace that he's been on the last like month and a half. It's, it's all time. He's and the only person above 33 with Michael Jordan to lead the league in scoring. Yeah. Jordan did it a few times, which is also wild, but Steph, that. if he somehow, I'm assuming he loses to the Lakers tonight yeah. and then beats either the Spurs or Grizzlies. If he I really hope they beat the Jazz. Th- that's what I was getting ready to say. If they beat the Jazz, you're talking about one of the greatest singular player all-time runs ever. Just let me throw a player, like the shit team on my back and just get through this also, shit. Also, I love whenever they asked Draymond, he was like, are you guys the We Believe 2.0? And he was like, we have effing Steph Curry. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, we ain't no We Believe. I love that attitude. <laughs> which, which honestly, I, I do actually like. I do think they're kind of the We Believe Warriors, but I like I like the sentiment. The we have Steph Curry even Steph brought Curry. back the We Believe celebrations. So. Yeah, like it was yeah. like I mean you're kind of embracing it, but still still really cool. So like, I feel like MVP this year it's not going to the best player, which kind of sucks. Joel Embiid was the MVP. Yeah, if, if Joel Embiid, even I've seen clips because the the voting is coming out now and voters are allowed to talk about their ballots. Is like I've seen voters literally say Joel Embiid would have won it if he just played anywhere close to seventy two. Yep, but he just. Had such a well, it's weird because let's say all these guys play out their season, then Joel wins, LeBron's probably way higher. Yeah, (laughs) Jokic isn't anywhere even considered on. Yeah, it was a weird year for sure, Uh, and it will especially look terrible if if it comes down like the the Blazers win the series and it's like oh. Yeah, the Nuggets are losing the second round again, and it's like yeah, and they're gonna lose in the first second round. It's so yeah, but uh, this, this was a year where it really came down to the biggest obstacle this year was getting over the injuries. It was getting durability. through the game. Really funny because they might get MVP and MIP with like Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that'd be wild. That's true. 
Um, and then still losing. The if center. they don't give it to Julius, I'm rioting. Oh, dude, facts. Yeah. New York City might burn to the yeah. ground. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely went by more of the traditional MVP awards. I definitely do not hate Steph Curry being the MVP whatsoever. I have Jokic winning it again. It's more of Jokic is going to win it. He played all 72 games. I mean, the guy averaged 26, 11 and eight on 57% from the field and 39% from three. <laughs> and he still carried this Ugh. team like, and while Jamal Murray, Jamal was went out and they still, they played better yeah. without Jamal. Um, so that is, helps the MVP case a lot. And again, playing every single game for when a year when, I mean, you guys had Joel and he played 50. It's like, it's just the games helps his case so much. And again, he, he wouldn't have been the MVP. He's a, it's, it's a weird MVP, but that's what it is. Um, and I still don't feel as bad considering he almost averaged like a triple double on 50, 40, 90 as a center. So <laughs> pretty impressive. And I have Giannis number two, Giannis, is averaging 28, 11, and 6 with uh, almost 30 PER, third in the league, and his defense is still really good. It's basically the exact same season they had last year, except he's not the one seed, but Jokic is a third seed, and so is Giannis. I think Giannis and Jokic are very similar this year, and I wouldn't be mad if Giannis won the MVP. That's just me, though. And I have a tie at third for different reasons. I have Steph Curry and Chris Paul tying at third. No Joel? No Joel. Joel just... The games, it was just so much that, I, again, I Joel would have been the MVP. He just, and again, I'm going with a more traditional, like, I'm going with kind of what the voters look for. Joel probably won't reach a top three ballot. He'll probably be four or five. I have Steph Curry and Chris Paul tying for third. Now, th- Chris Paul has the, the, you know, the wins and the value and the narrative of he, he came to a team. He, I, I think Chris Paul deserves some love. This year, especially, I'm assuming he doesn't win the finals. If he does, I'll be sick. But Chris Paul needs some credit for this year. I mean, the Suns haven't been anything since Steve Nash left, and they instantly become a championship contender. It's and the only move was Jay Crowder for Chris Paul. That was it. There was not like there was a lot of other roster moves as well. That was it. <laughs> it's insane what he did this year. And so they're the two seed. And I have Steph Curry tying him as well because Steph Curry did exactly what the exact opposite is his team wasn't very good, but they were damn good when he was out there. Yeah. Steph Curry gave you the, it's like Chris Paul and Steph Curry are just the two opposites of MVP is, you know, you got the value or you got the just individual awesome performance. I wouldn't be mad if either of these guys, any, if any of these guys in my top three, really four were MVP, I would not be bad. So that's it. That's our MVP awards. So, yeah. So those are our awards. And then to wrap up this episode, we're going to kind of touch on the NFL schedule release. Um, Caden kind of wants to dive through the Chiefs schedule. Town's got some interesting tad bits throughout the entire NFL schedule. And I kind of want to share a little bit about the Colts schedule. So we'll go into Talon first. Talon, what did you find interesting about the schedule? Release? So there's two teams that I thought the schedule worked out really well for that, you know, the schedule would have mattered a lot. Um, one being the Cleveland Browns. So we saw the Chiefs. We saw the Chiefs in their first week of the schedule, and you're like, oh, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to have to play the Chiefs in the first game. But one, I actually think that is the best game for them in the first game because you know what, the Browns are a team that a lot of people have making the conference finals. So guess what? You're you're going to see where you line up. You're going to see where you're at compared to the best team in the AFC week one. If they beat the Chiefs week one too, and, and especially if you beat them, that's like whoa. Um, but I think they'll lose and they'll be able to learn a lot from that. And they, 
man, they've they have some they have some schedule quirks. So they're the only team in I don't remember how long, but they're the only team in a very long time to play a team twice in a row. And that's the Ravens, because <laughs> the Ravens got absolutely screwed. So they play the Ravens in week twelve, then they get a bye week, and then they play the Ravens at home in week 14. So it's great for the Browns. You get to play them, have a bye week, you know, you know, really study, really study up. But then the Ravens play the Browns. And then while the Browns are having a bye week, the Ravens play the Steelers, which is notoriously the most physical game in the NFL. And then they play the Browns again in Cleveland. That is a brutal scheduling quirk that man, the NFL kind of messed up on The, the Ravens got absolutely screwed on that one. And, I mean, if the Browns win the first game, well, they're just like, all right, what do we do right? Let's do this. Let's do. Let's correct this. The Ravens are just battling it out, and then they have to play them right after that. Well, because you'd imagine those teams are going to be the ones duking it exactly. out. Exactly. And North. again, for the AFC North, one of the, might be one of the best divisions of football, uh, if, depending on how good the Ravens are. Um, that's going to be tough, um, and we we think the Ravens or Browns are going to be the two best teams in that in that division. That's going to be huge. Uh, so. If the Browns are going to try to be making any AFC conference push, this helps so much. Yep. Um, and then I also have one little scheduling quirk, not quirk necessarily, but it's not necessarily how it worked out. We've known who the Patriots were going to play for a while. But Bill, Jet, Bill Bush is playing a lot of rookie head coaches. They're playing New York, the Jets. They're playing New York. They're playing. They play New York twice. They play the Chargers. They play. Who else has a rookie? Atlanta, right? They have a rookie yep. head coach. They yeah. play Atlanta. They they play so much Jacksonville. They play like what is that? Six teams, counting New York twice. They play around six teams with a rookie head coach. And Houston. And Houston. There you go. Seven. There's, there's seven teams with a rookie head coach. Guess what? Bill Belichick feast on rookie head coaches, and that's New York with a young rookie quarterback. That is Houston with whoever, you know, whoever they have at quarterback. That is, um, that is Los Angeles with a young quarterback and a rookie head coach. Carolina, Sam Darnold, a young quarterback, and Bill Belichick has feasted on all of those guys, including Sam Darnold, who we know Sam Darnold saw ghosts last time he played him. Yep. So. This schedule worked out really well for Bill Belichick and the Patriots. I have another fun little nugget for the Patriots schedule. So Tom Brady couldn't guess this. So he's set to become the NFL's all-time passing leader this season. You want to know when the NFL set it up for? Just take a wild stab. (sighs) Wow. Week four against. Yep. First of all, that game's going to be electric. So whenever the Bucks visit the Patriots in Foxborough, Tom Brady is set to become the all-time leading NFL passer. The, the NFL goddamn knows what they're doing, man. They know what they're doing when they make that schedule. <laughs> the schedule in the NFL matters so much, and like th- shit like that is just perfect. Yeah, what that's, they said, game. yeah, that is perfect. Like you couldn't have done it any better. And so, all in all, the Patriots were one of those teams that you know they're kind of they could be really good and they could not be as good. They're one of those a lot of it depends on Mac Jones. Exactly. And again, true in that situation. And we'll see what they do with Cam or Mac and whatever they want to do. But we think they could be good this year. And it kind of depends on some things going their way. Playing seven rookie head coaches and a lot of young quarterbacks. That definitely benefits Bill Belichick quite a lot. For sure. All right. I'm going to gonna get into the chief schedule. So you mean the preseason? That's just 18 weeks long. <laughs> um, whenever the schedule first came out, I was like, ah, you know, we've got some tough opponents. But there's most some, of them there's are some in home. there. Most of them are at home, though, which is nice. That's nice. Um, 
And then the schedule came out. So the first leg is brutal. We got Browns, Ravens, Chargers, Bills, Washington, Titans, Packers. Those are tough. Those are going to be That's tough games. First, but, and, and, but the Chiefs are really good in the beginning of the season. Yep, and at home. In September, and those are mostly at home. In September and November, in Arrowhead is the toughest place to win. Yeah, don't want to play there. And then they finish up the year with some very, very tough opponents in the Raiders, Cowboys, Broncos, Raiders again, Steelers, Bengals, and Broncos again. Now, there's a couple teams in there that could be better than we think. Chargers... I think the Chargers lot, will be tough. We I all think, think that the Chargers are actually be pretty good this year. We'll, uh, I want to think about it more, but I actually think they could be a good team. The Cowboys, you never know with them. There's a chance that they're kind of a good team. And then the Bengals, I think they have a shot at being like a seven to nine win team. But I mean, still that the Chiefs could very well be winning six or seven in a row going into the you're, playoffs. You're talking about in the last eight weeks, they only have to play two possible playoff teams. That's I mean, yeah, that's as good as you could possibly ask in a for. seven seed system. And exactly. We've seen the past two years with the Chiefs and Buccaneers winning seven in a row going into the playoffs kind of helps. It does. Uh, so. I wish the Colts schedule was like that. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I found a nugget out about the Colts. Oh, yeah? Um, nugget? They get screwed every year in primetime games, apparently. Yes. <laughs> but this year, we did it. Yay. Uh, actually, fun fact, the Jags have appeared in more yeah. conference championship games than primetime games. Yeah. Or uh, uh, Sunday night football games. Wow. I so think actually, after this year, that'll change because yeah. they're kind of wanting to wait yeah. on Trevor Lawrence. But. So the Colts actually got uh, four primetime games, I believe. Damn. A couple of SNFs. Because you have the GOAT, uh, Carson Wentz. Christmas game. Uh, the Colts are going to need to be good this year. I will say there's a couple you know, nice things about having a really tough schedule. You know, you're going to be battle-tested, and you're going to be used to playing big games. We start the season off pretty brutal. The Seahawks at home, the Rams at home. Wow. That's also, a little tad bit. Quentin Nelson and Aaron Donald get the face off for the first time. That's, That's awesome. going to be a trench battle. Then we got the Titans week three. Whoa, those are three playoff teams right there. Wow. Okay. And then the Dolphins week four. Wow. Oof, God. That's... And then the Ravens week five. Oh. All those teams oh, had man. over 10 wins last year. Pretty brutal way to start. At least it gets easier, right? Oh, kind of, maybe a little bit. I mean, yeah, kind of. But then it gets hard. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll get through it. Uh, the Texans, okay, that's cool. The 49ers on the road, they they could be good. Yeah, yeah that's back. that's an interesting one. And then the Titans again, and it's a divisional game. Yeah, so even if they're like bad this year, it's still a divisional game. Uh, the Jets, okay, I, I feel okay about that. Dub. One. The Jags, I feel okay about that one. Well. <laughs> Tim Tebow. So that last year. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we don't play the Jags early, though. Yeah, yeah. And also, the Colts are notorious for losing week one, so we're probably going to get shit on about the Seahawks. Uh, then we play the Bills. Wow. And then the Bucks. Wow. <laughs> and then on my birthday, I play the Texans. Fun. They're and then we got a bye week. Okay, lit. Then we play the Patriots on Christmas. Or not on Christmas. Uh, either the 18th or 19th. There's Christmas Day games on the NFL this year, by the way. Yeah, we play the Cardinals on Christmas. Saturday games. Dude, nice. We get to play D-Hop again. Yay! So, so excited. But then we finish out with two easier games in the Raiders and Jags. Wow. <laughs> I'm very excited for that. You got a tough schedule there. Very tough schedule. Um, I wish we had the Chiefs schedule. But you know what? That's all right, man. You know, we're going to be battle-tested. And you know what? It's it's easy to say how teams are going to be, you know, now. 
But you know, things could change. Like the NFC West and the AFC East. East, yeah. Dude. And like the AFC East could be really good this year. If the Patriots are good, the Dolphins still be good, and the Bills. And then the NFC West is going to be a gauntlet again. Yeah. God damn. Every team in the NFC West could be good. Every single one. Yay. Oh my god. So yeah, the Colts are gonna have to be good. So Let's that's our schedule. That's fun. I'm excited for that. Rams. Uh so yeah, I think we get I'm- to play the NFC East, so Sucks for us. Dude, you guys are NFC East, that's just... Tough. Hey, that's fine, though. You know what? The team's growing, and that means hopefully next year our schedule will be actually easy. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, yeah. The, I mean, the Chiefs... We need to go 5-1 and one in the division, though. In the Green Bay game, if if Aaron Rodgers stays, is at home as well. That'd be nice. That'd so, be anyway, nice. I think that pretty much wraps up the episode... Playoff basketball's here. Playoff hockey's Woo! here. We'll get into that a little bit later, you know, when once series kind of get in some wraps and, you know, we get later on in the playoffs. And then, yeah, so we got a lot of stuff coming up. We're really excited for the summer, and we will see you guys next week. Deuces. Peace.